How do you think your quarterback's awareness was in that drill with uh, eight seconds left uh, down in the red zone? Um, not great. I mean, it's a tough position to be in because you we had no timeouts, so you got to go to the end zone no matter what. Um, and so barely, rarely things are open to rhythm, so sometimes you try to buy time, but um, which is part of it. But when we threw it short, not into the end zone, that wasn't very good awareness. So you got to go to the end zone or out of bounds. That's what the situation is. In, in researching Trey, did, did he have a lot of those types of situations? I mean, there was su such limited college film on him. Has he been in, you know, a situation like that? Not a ton. Their team was pretty good. Felt like they were blowing people out usually by the fourth quarter. Um, so he hadn't been in too many. It was good to have it today, though. You're not always happy with everything, and it wasn't just his group. It was kind of all three of the groups. But it's good to wish it went perfect, but it's good to have film when you go in. Glad it went good for the D. I haven't told any of the teammates or the players yet, so I'll wait to tell them, and then I'll tell you guys as soon as I do, which I probably won't for a couple of days. Are you game planning for this game, or is when is the dress rehearsal? Uh, we never really game plan, but the dress rehearsal um, is the third game okay. where we try to do the whole week normal, but it's not a huge game plan really ever. Kyle, is Demetrius playing to get fouls, dealing with something injury-wise? Uh, yes, he got a, he's in the protocol after the scrimmage on Saturday. He got a little banged up, some friendly fire running one of his own guys, and he's in the protocol right now. How's the progress of Jaquaski Tart? Of who's that? Jaquaski Tart. Um, I mean, not moving very fast right now. I mean, he hasn't been out there. I know he missed the time with COVID, and, um, you know, I don't know how long he's going to stay on pup, but I don't, I don't see him coming back soon right now. I mean, it hurts it. I, mean, I know he's battling back from a serious injury, um, and we know the potential he has and the upside on how much we think he can help us, but um, he's got to show that. And, you know, there's not a lot of time left, and, but, you know, we, we want to be smart with him. I know some things are bothering him today, so um, we were smart with him, but hopefully he can get in a groove where he has a chance to go out there and play some football and give himself a chance to make this team. Um, no new update. He just didn't feel right this morning, so you guys can ask him after this. What do you see from the, the rookie backs when it comes to blitz pickup and pass protection? Um, I see guys who are willing, um, but I see guys who need a lot more work at it. I mean, it's a total different deal in the NFL, and um, it's kind of a it's a nightmare situation, I, I believe, if if I was a running back when, because in practice you can't cut them. Um, so those guys are going to tee off on you a lot. And so when you sit and hunker down so you can handle the bull rush, then they make you look stupid and you whiff. So um, it's a tough drill to put them in. Their running back coach requested it hard today. Um, so you can blame Bobby for that. But it's a necessary evil. you got to practice it. And um, you hope it gets easier for him in the game because when there's a threat of the cut, that's usually the equalizer in the NFL. How do you how those guys practice it when they can't practice it against them? live human being? Um, I mean, you don't much. I mean, you can go cut at a bag and say that's good, but when a guy's running full speed at you out of control, it's not very hard to cut. You just go down and they usually fall on their face and then that usually evens everything up and that's why people in the NFL don't play out of control a lot. So hopefully they never take that away. Uh, part, uh, it's the same toe injury. You heard that in November. You say he's not really close. I mean, I, 
I don't know. I mean, we, we think he should, you know, with the timeline and everything. But, I mean, it is it is bothering him. He isn't ready to go yet. So um, we thought he would be with the, the time that's been given. He isn't, and that, that is just a fact. So it is what it is. You know, we didn't get, a, get him in here for those 10 days with COVID and everything. But now we got him, and we're rehabbing him and putting him through some stuff. But um, I don't see it as day-to-day -day right now. Uh, I know he's not where he wants to be or where we want him to be, and it's going to take some time. So that being said, how, how have Wilson and Jefferson looked? Um, I, th I think they've done a real good job. Unfortunately, Jefferson had a setback yesterday, um, tweaked his groin and hamstring, so I'm not sure how long he's going to be out for. Um, so definitely plan on getting some other guys in here because their numbers are low there. How there were these scuffles early in practice. Is that expected at this point in A little bit. I mean, my biggest thing is there's, I didn't see them all, but I hope no one threw a punch or anything. That's the big thing we go for. Um, I expect guys to scuffle a little bit, especially when you're doing some blitz pickups. I heard it over there with some of the linebackers and backs, and I think it happens a little bit with the one-on-one, -on -one, with the O-line and D-line. We're sick of going against each other. Um, got a, about one more week of it. Pumped to go to the Chargers next week and get to go against some new looks. Rich Cinderella told us yesterday that Matt Ryan had a, a big jump in his production just with a small tweak in his footwork. How does that footwork affect what you can do on the offense? Um, I, I, just, I, mean, I think footwork's everything for quarterbacks. I mean, it's what allows you to do things consistently. It helps you understand the timing of plays, and it helps you when, when to wait on something and let something to develop and when to turn it into an off-schedule play and make a play happen and overcome the bad play call. Um, but there's lots of things that go into it, and if your footwork's not right, it's, it's a lot of time is damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's just inconsistent, and it's, it's hard to work off of it. Yeah, I have a lot. I mean, he takes coaching well. He doesn't just do it just because you say it. He really listens. He takes it in. He tries to understand what you're saying. He tries to see it, and then he gets away and really works on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, always. I mean, Jimmy, I think, would say the same thing. Whatever quarterbacks, usually when they're struggling, um, their rhythm and footwork gets off. And I think the more talented of a thrower you are, the more you can get away with it. Some big-arm quarterbacks, um, they're, they don't let it go because they have the arm strength to recover and throw it a little bit late. Jimmy's got as quick of a release as probably there is on the planet. Um, so sometimes he doesn't always have the perfect footwork, and he can get away with it. But it's a matter of time before that will catch up with you. And uh, I think he's being as detailed in that area as he's been. How challenging, I mean, looking back, there's a lot of talk about mental health becoming a little bit more mainstream and accepted. Just going to Arizona, was did you was that a focus of, of you to, to make sure the players were, were in a good mindset when it came to that? And, and what did that experience teach you in terms of um, approaching the, the mental health side of things moving forward? Um, and I get it. A lot of people have been talking about that lately. I mean, with um, the Olympics and stuff. and But it's... I mean, you just deal with what you think your players need. And, I mean, I think everyone, the whole world, mental health changed a lot when you're in quarantine. I think everyone enjoyed a vacation for about three weeks. And then after three weeks, you're like, holy crap, I miss going to work in my old life. And I think everyone just um, was a little off last year. And then you throw in a season and how much goes into that, being away from your families. And everyone in, went into it not totally themselves. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. And, I mean, I think... And you start to watch how it affects your team, and you need to deal with it. You go to a place like Arizona and <clears throat> with where we were at and kind of getting kicked out of the state at the time, and guys 
when we were there, not just being able to see each other. It kind of added up, and it wasn't like a big epiphany. It was what we needed at the time, and um, everybody, not me, not just me, but the players, coaches, the support staff, the cooks. I mean, I was around, we have a cook who has never had a bad day in his life. And when the third week I saw him in Arizona and the way he looked, I knew we were in trouble because the way he was down, it's, it's kind of just, that's how everyone felt at the time. We'll take three more. There's a lot of yelling on the defensive line, on those, especially on those hurry-up plays. What have you seen from Fred Warner when he's out there calling plays? Um, Fred does a great job getting them lined up. I love them yelling and talking, but I don't think it's the smartest thing when we're running hurry-up and they're celebrating and they're tired. Um, Saw us do that in Houston one time, and we're celebrating. Peyton Manning went right to the line of scrimmage and gashed us for a 30-yard play because we were high-fiving each other. So um, I love the cheering and celebrating, but um, when the team's going, that's the worst time you can be doing that. Good? All right, guys. Thanks.